Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 to 11. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they art Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Dr. W. B. Riley had these thoughts, these comments about the church at Smyrna. The church at Smyrna was in the place next nearest to Patmos, and in its strength it was second to that of Ephesus. This city of Smyrna, situated at the head of a beautiful bay about 40 miles northwest of Ephesus, still exists and is a commercial center today, from which railroads radiate much after the fashion of our modern western cities. In its early days, Smyrna was one of the most beautiful cities of the Orient, celebrated for its games, its library, its temples, and its sacred festivals. It is probable that Paul preached the gospel there and founded a church while acting pastor at Ephesus. And according to what seems an authoritative tradition, Polycarp was for a long time the bishop at Smyrna and suffered his martyrdom at that place after 86 years of loyal service to God. Now just some practical study, practical application, practical truths from Revelation chapter 2 verses 8 to 11 from this passage about the church at Smyrna. God knows our problems. God knows our tribulations. God knows our difficulties. In verse 9 it says, I know thy works in tribulation. Does God know all the trials, all the problems that come to good Christians? Yes, he knows. Paul's thorn in the flesh was part of his dear plan. A humble Paul compelled to wait on God for help will serve him better and have greater reward than if Paul were exalted above measure. By the great revelations given him, since the trying of your faith worketh patience, James 1.3, the patient Christian will have more reward and more joy as well as more fruit. Job was left for a time being in Satan's hands for trial, but God still put a hedge of protection around him. Then Satan could not take his life. Job was rewarded and richly blessed, and also millions in heaven and on earth will get to someday thank Job and thank God because of all he proved by this trial of Job, that God is very tender, has great mercy, to those of his children. Now Frank E. Graff penned these words titled, Does Jesus Care? He wrote, Does Jesus care when my heart is pained, too deeply for mirth and song, as the burden press and the cares distress, and the way grows weary and long? Does Jesus care when my way is dark, with a nameless dread and fear, as the daylight fades into deep night shades, does he care enough to be near? Does Jesus care when I've tried and failed to resist some temptation strong, when for my deep grief I find no relief, though my tears flow all the night long? Does Jesus care when I've said goodbye to the dearest on earth to me, and my sad heart aches till it nearly breaks? Is it aught to him does he see? Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. 
when the days are weary, the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. Also in verse 9, it says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Poverty is known to God, and poverty in the will of God is blessed. How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. Riches are often a curse. They were to the prodigal son. Poverty may bring some pain, but it often prevents far more. Poverty may bring some pain, but it often prevents far more. Jesus said, Blessed be ye poor, Luke 6.20. And Jesus came, we are told, anointed to preach the gospel to the poor, Luke 4.18. It was to the poor shepherds that Christ's birth was announced at Bethlehem. When God cursed the ground so that it brought toil and burden and tended to poverty, God said to Adam, Cursed is the ground for thy sake, Genesis 3.17. It was for man's good that he must work, because as the saying goes, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Hebrews 12.11 says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness, unto them which are exercised thereby. Now we look going on in our passage. Prison was for some, fear not. Prison was for some, fear not. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. Verse 10 of Revelation chapter 2. This is teaching us to not be afraid of the future. The Lord tells the Christians at Smyrna, Satan will cast some of you into prison. So what? Paul was in prison and said, I have learned, in whatsoever stead I am therewith, to be content. Philippians 4.11 God was with Paul and Silas in prison. John the Baptist was in prison for preaching and went to heaven from prison, as did many others. All the promises are still great for one in prison. God still has angels round about thee in prison. Though unseen, God still answers prayers when you're in prison. God still answers prayers when you're in trials. He was with Joseph in prison and brought him out to rule Egypt and saved the lives of many. In answer to prayer, Peter was brought out of the prison by an angel in Acts 12. Daniel went to the lion's den but came up out safely. And the three Hebrew children went through the fiery furnace without harm. Yes, one like the Son of God came to walk with them there. I think they may not have never seen him, but foreseen him while they were in the fiery furnace. The lion's den, the fiery furnace, prisons are greatly overrated as terrors for obedient Christians. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer, Jesus said. W.B. Riley made these comments. It is marvelous how good a studio dungeons have made for God's men. It was in prison that Joseph learned some of the best lessons of his life, courage, patience, interpretations. It was in prison that Daniel tested the truths that he had been declaring and found them no failure for God was with him. It was in prison that Paul and Silas caught the spirit of petition and from prison that some of the former's most splendid epistles were sent. It was in prison that John Bunyan saw the illuminated path of just leading from Sodom to the celestial city. And it was in prison that Judson learned the nature of the true trust in God and came to the full experience of the same. Israel's carried away to Babylon for their sins, but they were not forgotten in Babylon. If they only knew it, the loving, yearning heart of God followed them 
and promised well. In Jeremiah 29, verses 11 to 13, God said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Robert Keene in 1787 wrote these words, Fear not, I am with thee, O be not dismayed. For I am thy God, I will still give thee aid. I will strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my gracious, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow. For I will be with thee thy trials to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be thy supply. The flames shall not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to consume, and thy gold to refine. Satan's time is limited, so we should have joy. They were to be in tribulation ten days, it says in verse 10. Church and Smyrna were to be in tribulation for ten days. God set a definitive time limit for the Christian's trouble. Man proposes, but God disposes. They are to be faithful unto death in order to get a crown of life. That means sometimes Christians will die in persecution. But it isn't bad. I envy Paul's reception in heaven when the headman's axe took him out of Rome's maritime dungeon. I envy Stephen as the glory of his interest into heaven. As the rock break his skull, he saw Jesus standing up from the throne beside the Father's throne to welcome the martyr home. Notice the definitive time limit. You'll be in trouble, trial, for ten days. There is a time limit. Your trouble will be over. It will not go on forever. You will not have tribulation forever. You not have This trial will not go on forever. This problem will not go on forever. You will have trouble for ten days. There is a definitive time limit, a definitive time that you have trouble, definitive time you have trial, and then it will be over. Then you'll be on to that blessed triumphant answer that end to the trouble you'll be on the mountaintop you'll only be in the valley for 10 days a definitive time frame of the valley and then the mountaintop T. DeWitt Talmadge said this the tears of earth will be the wine of heaven so be faithful unto death and whether released here or dying a martyr the crown of life will follow Dr. W. B. Riley said this Yes, it is a crown of life, no crown of gold, no crown of diamonds. These are dead and valueless things. When I get to heaven, I do not expect to be wearing a crown of gold studded with precious stones, any more than I expect while yet on earth to do the same. If they give me one, I should not want to wear it. Instead of casting it at Christ's feet, I think I would fling it down to earth in the hope that some saintly man will lay hold on it and sell it to the jeweler and use the results to preach the gospel to dying men. But the crown of life, that is a different thing. That is the thing that is promised, life. That is a precious thing. Life with all of its potencies, all of its possibilities, all of its opportunities. Life with all of its service, with all of its sanctities. Oh, that is the crown I covet. Trouble, trials, problems, tribulation, prison, Yes, sometimes. Sometimes in the Christian life we'll have trials, we'll have trouble, we'll have problems, we'll have struggles. But as we learn for the Church of Smyrna, a time limit is set on those. 
Sometimes we'll have that. But a glorious end will be all will be an end to all of it. For at the end, none of Christ's own can be hurt of the second death. Verse 11. We are to remember heaven and the blessings coming and not to be too much troubled by our present day problems, our present day troubles, our present day trials, our poverty, our persecution, our pain. Death, a brief parting from pain into eternal rest and peace, is not bad. Departing from trouble to reward is not bad at all. But the second death into eternal punishment is bad, eternally, unspeakably bad. Thank God no child of God enters the second death. Henry Francis Light wrote these words, Haste thee on from grace to glory, armed by faith and winged by prayer. Heaven's eternal day is before thee, God's own hand shall guide thee there. Soon shall close thy earthly mission. Swift shall pass thy pilgrim's days. Hope shall change to glad fruition. Faith to sight and prayer to praise. Music.